Hey guys, what's going on? Today is Tuesday. It is January 16th. And yesterday, we didn't have just one NFL playoff game. We had two. And both of them had very interesting storylines going in and coming out. We'll get to all of that when the show gets going here. But before we do, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, for those of you who are listening on audio podcasts, let me have a couple of seconds here just to mention our great partners that make this all possible. Um, I'll start off with Seven Mile Casino, obviously, sevenmilecasino.com. Alex puts up the QR code right there in the bottom left corner of your screen. Click on that QR code. In other words, just take your phone. You know how to use QR codes, whatever. Um, here's the thing. If you like blackjack and poker and you like really great food, whether it's a brunch on a Saturday or Sunday, uh, it could be a lunch or a dinner any day during the week. Like last night was a great night to be at Seven Mile Casino because you get the ball games on everywhere. You got incredible food. The Kung Pao Chicken, by the way, at Sammy's Restaurant Bar. It's not a Chinese restaurant, like pizza and salads, but I don't know why the Kung Pao Chicken's out of this world. So get down to Seven Mile Casino or get up to Seven Mile Casino, depending on where you are. Only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Incredible location right on the Bay of Chula Vista. Smoke-free environment, easy parking. You're going to love it. You're going to be a winner at Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. Speaking about being a winner, so I'm kind of feeling like pretty good about myself now because I've reloaded my account on prize picks. I told you the story beginning of the football season. I put a hundred dollars into prize picks. They match your first deposit hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. So I put in a hundred, they put in a hundred. I had 200 bucks. I've been playing on that same $200 all season long. I got down to like 17 bucks uh, last weekend, but I went three for three and I added in about $180. So um, now all of a sudden I'm back. And I'm ready for the playoffs. And today is Taco Tuesday on Prize Picks. So if you use that QR code, if you've never been into Prize Picks, they still match your first deposit 100% up to $100. But if you've already played and you haven't been so good, I believe me, I get it. I've been ice cold. Um, you can reload the account and get into the game. Um, you know, just in my account alone, I've won over $1,000. I've got $187 left in my account. So if you've not played yet, Come play. You're going to love it. It's so easy. You, you look at players. You are you know, like Josh Allen. Is he going to throw? Well, here. Here's a better example. Today's Taco Tuesday. Christian McCaffrey this weekend in the NFC Division Round game. Is Christian McCaffrey against the Green Bay Packers going to rush for more than 88 and a half yards or less than 88 and a half yards? On the other side, Aaron Jones, the running back from Green Bay, is he going to rush for more than 73 and a half or less than 73 and a half yards? That's how you play the game. It's super easy. Take a couple of players, decide more or less, and then you're in the game. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Okay. Hey, let me also thank our friends over at Tory Holistics. You know, um, Alex, you and I have been going back and forth on email with our friend Char Charlie Rolfs. He's the chief marketing officer. He's going to join us later this week. Charlie likes to come on the show. He likes to talk about football. He likes to talk about boxing because he's really into boxing and he likes to talk about weed. We're going to have that conversation with him later this week. If you have never been to Tory Holistics or California Holistics, when you go in, use our promo code BETTERBUD. You spend $75 or more, you save 20%. You'd be foolish to not use our promo code BETTERBUD. And don't feel embarrassed. Don't feel like anxiety, like, oh my God, I've never been in, or I don't know how to, I don't know what I'm at looking for. All the bud tenders will help you. They're all educated. They all know what they're talking about. They know the products. They know the effects. Talk to them. Tory Holistics, California Holistics. The promo code is better, bud. And you can use our QR code right there at the bottom of the screen to get the Tory and California Holistics. All right, let's start the show.
Yo, great friends. What's going on? It's Tuesday afternoon. Today is January 16th. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And we come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. For those of you that are listening on radio, go visit that website. For those of you that are watching on YouTube, Alex will put up the QR code in the corner of the screen. Real easy. Just use your camera and your phone and get to that QR code and check out Seven Mile Casino. Blackjack, poker, other table games, amazing food, incredible location, smoke-free environment, free and easy parking. Come on out and visit Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Men, I'm curious. Um, any major shocker to last night? as the Buffalo Bills ultimately steamrolled the Pittsburgh Steelers in the snow in Buffalo. And then how about Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just, I mean, putting a beat down on last year's defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. And I, I, I was talking to a couple of Eagles friends this morning because a bunch of guys I went to college with all are from Philly. And for whatever reason, Eagles fans thought that even though the Eagles – lost five of their last six regular season games. Like they were all of a sudden magically going to just turn it on in the postseason. Um, wasn't going to happen. Didn't happen. The better team won last night. And I think to myself about what we were talking about yesterday, which, oh, by the way, um, having our show on radio and on YouTube, like right when there's an NFL playoff game going on between Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Hello. This thing work? Where were you guys all yesterday? I know where you were. You were watching that game yesterday. I get it. Um, and by the way, go back and watch yesterday's show because we had a killer, killer show yesterday. Only half of you guys saw it <laughs> because you were watching the playoff game. But it made me think about Detroit. If you're the Detroit Lions, you're now home this weekend against Tampa Bay. What a great opportunity that the Lions have this year to make it all the way to the NFC Championship game. And by the way, with San Francisco hosting Green Bay, what if Green Bay were to upset San Francisco and Detroit beats Tampa Bay and Detroit hosts the NFC Championship game? And for two guys who are Bears fans and Vikings fans, that could be like the worst nightmare is that two teams from your same division meet in the NFC Championship game. Grande, Brown Man, we're now officially through the wild card weekend. Good afternoon. Yo, what up? Was cracking, was popping. Uh, on display last night, two coaches that I believe are pretty decent coaches who have totally lost their locker rooms. That's what I saw. The Eagles do not like Nick Sirianni. It's that simple. AJ Brown started it. I think AJ Brown was healthy enough to play last night, and he decided not to. Personally, opinion. Personal opinion. On the other side, I don't know who the GM is of the Steelers. I didn't even bother looking it up. But when you draft players like George Pickens and Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris and your head coach is Mike Tomlin, that's a Padres-Bob Melvin clubhouse situation we got going on over here. Those guys are not Mike Tomlin-type players. Heinz Ward is a Mike Tomlin-type Mike Tomlin player. Not these divas they got in Pittsburgh. No, dude. Dude, with George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, I know you guys don't watch fantasy football. Again, I say I say that with all due respect. I do. I watched a lot of Steelers because I had George Pickens and Deontay Johnson on my team. Those two dudes are divas. They're just not good enough to get the recognition that Terrell Owens would get. They are divas. It is fascinating to see teams with pretty decent records make the playoffs, and yet 
they just look like they all hate each other personally. Like the Eagles, I, they just look like they're over Nick Sirianni's antics on the sideline. And all those kids on George Pickett, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris specifically, they just look like they're just tired of being they're they're tired of being told what to do. They don't like being coached. They don't like the hard thing. It was fascinating to watch. Fascinating. Because I don't think Buffalo is that good. And I know for damn sure Tampa Bay's not that good. So that's what I saw yesterday. Mm. Brown, opening thoughts? If you tell me the two losing coaches last night will be unemployed, then I will tell you football is in for a far worse year than we had last year, next year. I believe A.J. Brown was healthy enough to play too. And the fact that he didn't suck it up and get out there tells me all I need to know about him, so he should play for somebody else next year. This idea that the wide receiver room can blow up the Steelers as an organization is preposterous. Find me other players. If I'm if I'm the Steelers head coach, if I'm the Eagles, the, the guy was in the Super Bowl last year. If you want to tell me Mike Tomlin needs to go somewhere else because it's been a long time and they just haven't achieved it, achieved it, I don't like it, but I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. But if you're doing it because those children don't want to be coached like men, then I don't. Then that's a no for me. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's time for Mike Tomlin to move on, I get that. If you fire Nick Sirianni, who was in, let me repeat this one more time, last year, the Super Bowl, and then won 11 games this year. That's two ones put together, 11 games this year. And you're going to fire him because A.J. Brown put a, a T.O. Donovan McNabb-sized division in that locker room, then Good luck. Now, in, in all the, in these teams' defense, the coaches that are out there allows this question to be asked because the coaches that are available are high-level, Super Bowl-winning coaches. But only you can only get two of them. You only get two of them. And then if you think about Harbaugh, who now at this point I don't think is leaving, there's only two. Wait, um, hold on, hold on. Harbaugh, real quick. So um, yesterday we were talking about Jim Harbaugh interviewing with the Chargers, and yeah. I was saying on the air yesterday. They put out a tweet so everybody knew it. That was yeah, that wasn't so, a good look. Right. So Alex put out a tweet where I was talking about how I don't think Harbaugh will take the Charger job. I don't, you know, I don't know that he'll be offered the Charger job. I don't know that he would take the Charger job even if he was offered it. Uh, I don't know. It is funny though that just real quick, I don't know if you guys saw because I didn't put it in any of the content because I just saw it that there's reports that that Harbaugh is still negotiating with Michigan at the same time to align with what Scott's saying. Well, that's what like, I, right. So my he opinion, has this clause that he's trying to get in there in case the NCAA drops the hammer mm-hmm. on Harbaugh where he gets mm-hmm. suspended for a year or something of that nature. Yeah. He wants it in his contract in Michigan where you can't fire me and you must pay me regardless of oh. what happens with the NCAA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I, I said this yesterday, I've been saying it from the beginning that I don't think Harbaugh is leaving Michigan. And I've kind of been on an island by myself on that opinion. And yesterday we were having this conversation and Alex, I don't remember the exact tweet, but you put it out. You, you, mm-hmm. you took a clip from the show and you put it out yeah. there for people. And I, I want everybody who listens to know, and, and it's not you guys who listen and watch. It, it's all the people who see all this content on Twitter and Instagram. I don't give a rat's ass what you say back to me. Like, just so you know. Like what I happened? don't care. Oh, okay. Like, who I, who made you mad? What, what happened? Who got to you? Yeah. 
Because oh, every no. time you say that, no, no, somebody got, got to you. you. No, no, somebody got to you. <laughs> it's funny because because what happens is is I say I these things, you yeah. post these things, and then people come at me on Twitter. I don't respond to any of these people. I don't I don't mute them on Twitter. I don't block them on Twitter. I go like this. Okay, you didn't like what I said. Okay, you didn't like what I said. Okay. And it's it's all these charger trolls. Like this one guy was like, oh, You're the only guy who's saying this. Like, yeah, okay. Like, I kind of like being the only guy saying it. I'm the only guy saying that I think Jim Harbaugh is going to Michigan. If you think that Jim Harbaugh is taking the charger job, good for you. G- good, great. Maybe he does. Maybe you're smart and maybe I look dumb. Okay. I'm I'm giving you a prediction. The prediction I'm giving you is is I think Jim Harbaugh returns to Michigan. I think Jim Harbaugh hired an agent to help him negotiate what he wants in this contract. I think Jim Harbaugh hired a famous agent so that he could create greater leverage for himself, whether it's to go back to Michigan or to get the most money from whoever he can get it from in the NFL. But it doesn't change the fact that I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to take the Charger job. And I do think that Jim Harbaugh will return to Michigan. So when when we take these clips and we post them all over Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and other places, you coming back and commenting to me is great. I love that. I, you'll never see me reply. You'll never hear me mute. You won't see me block you. I don't care. I'm giving you my opinion. You don't like it? Tough crap. It's the way. It, it, it's just an opinion. That's all it is. And I and I'm holding on to I the. Thought opinion. You were a journalist, right? No, I'm not a journalist. I'm an opinionist. Browner here has tried mm-hmm. to turn me into a journalist, but I, oh, I uh, whoa, I'm whoa, a sensationalist. Whoa, whoa. whoa, I didn't try to turn you to nothing. The New York Post reported you as a journalist, brother. That's higher than me. They never called me That's a journalist. Than me. You know? They never called me a journalist. Social media called him. Padres Twitter was calling him a journalist. Who? Who on Padres Twitter is calling me a journalist? The well, entire Padres just Twitter. Go read the replies to the New York Post. Let me tell you guys something right now. I didn't read any of the replies. Let me tell you something right now. I'm not a journalist. I am a sensationalist and an opinionist. Just so you know. Mm, got you. All right. All just right. so you know. Okay. It is. That's it is. That I Harbaugh heard. thing is fascinating, too, because there's been literally, at least Capital as of J. this moment, <laughs> there's been literally no other report of <laughs> Harbaugh meeting with anybody else. Like, nobody else. Man, can't listen. This is a ploy. Let's stop this. Can we not entertain this? <laughs> Again, this show, this show cannot be one of these rooms where we believe this madness, okay? The amount of money it is going to take for him to coach, they don't have it. Now. Or they won't I'm, spend it on a they coach. They won't spend it. They have it, dog. Every, every NFL team has got it. They don't pay their charities. <laughs> okay? That might this, be by choice, is, though. This is public information. This is not, you know, this ain't capital J journalism like my man down there. This is reported this is public information their sister is suing them for money still? i don't Listen, know she court, court yeah. just takes a long time okay it takes a long time I, to iron some of these things out in court so trust me i know it's sort of seem at the bottom so what i'm <laughs> saying to you is <laughs> i do know how the court system works at least right. family court. It's, yeah. it's slow baby it's slow I, it's, my it's, wife's it's a paralegal we all know in our own ways we all know yeah you got a whole it's yeah. a long handheld walk down the but the reason I bring up Browner, I'm not telling you that I'm buying it that he's going to the Chargers. I just you find think it they have the money. You think they no, have the money? Will you let me finish? What I'm Maybe. saying is, I agree with you. Maybe I don't think the Spanos are going to spend that money. I do think that Harbaugh wants to go to the NFL, though. That's my belief. I've said that from the beginning. 
What I find fascinating to Scott's point is what I was trying to say is if you're using the NFL as leverage, the Chargers aren't very leveragey. You know, you're going to need more teams to play ball if you're going to really leverage this thing. That's mm-hmm. where I was getting at. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying is fascinating. Like, there's been no no noise about Harbaugh meeting with the Cowboys. There's been nothing about him meeting with the Falcons, meeting with whoever, meeting with the Raiders. Like, it's just been the Chargers. And the Chargers gladly, like they just tweeted out a minute ago, they they interviewed the Bengals offensive coordinator. That's, they've been tweeting everybody they're interviewing, That's their guy. right? That's their guy so, right there. By the way, that might be their guy. That <laughs> might be their guy. guy. Who's the Bengals' <laughs> offensive coordinator? Ryan Callahan. Yeah, that's Ryan, their guy. He, yeah, dude. Like, oh, that's he worked guy. with Herbert or with Burrow. Now he can come work with it. Yeah, that that's that guy, right that there. hire right there. That dude right there. I've never seen a more Chargers head coach in my life. All I'm right saying there, is it's baby. fascinating. I think that Scott's point a week ago. I had zero lenience towards that point of Harbaugh is going back to Michigan today. This report that he's what he's trying to get out of it. Okay, I could see him going back. To just Michigan. just if, go through the report one more time. The, the report Dan of what Wetzel, Harbaugh. Yes. Yeah, go ahead and explain it to us. Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports is reporting that Harbaugh seeks, quote, an unusual protection in his next uh, Michigan contract. Um, specifically, Wetzel reports that Harbaugh wants, quote, language that would grant him immunity from termination from any finding or sanction that could arise from multiple current NCAA investigations. Yeah, so think about this. You ready? If you're Harbaugh, and you just saw Jimbo Fisher get fired by Texas A&M. And Texas A&M had to buy out Jimbo Fisher for $75 million. Oof. They fired Jimbo Fisher because they said, you know what? You're you're not getting the job done. And we don't waste time at Texas A&M. We want to win a national championship. We don't like the fact that Texas is playing in the playoff and we're not. So Jimbo Fisher, we're happy to pay you the $75 million to go away. What Jim Harbaugh is saying is, hey, look, um, everything I've done, whether it's ethical or unethical, whether it's by the rules or against the rules, regardless, anything I've done has been because I'm trying to bring a national championship to Michigan, which, oh, by the way, I just delivered. Okay. Right. So going forward, should anything happen? Okay. And I'm dismissed. I'm paid because I delivered. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's why you hire a Don Yee so that you can go to the chargers and you can create leverage and Michigan goes, Oh my God. Oh my God. Our guy Harbaugh, a Michigan man. He, 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 he comes from, from Bo Schembechler and his dad coached here and he played here and Oh my God, he's going to leave us. And then we're going to have to start all over. Um, yeah. So pay me, <laughs> put it in the contract and I'll stay. Yep. And that's, what's going to happen. Michigan is going to acquiesce. I think to to Harbaugh. Now the one that is fascinating is good. Hold on, let me say. say I think he's interviewing with the Chargers because he doesn't want that job. He doesn't want to work for those people. So this is the easiest interview to take to scare Michigan into paying him. Now, if the Eagles get rid of their coach and he starts talking to them, then if that happens, then I'm worried. Now I'm worried. Okay, that's a real ready-made team. Okay, let me ask you this. You ready? Hypothetical, because because when we look at these jobs, right? um, Like as of today. Dallas is not an available open job yet. Correct. Okay. So we look at the Cowboys and we all think the Cowboys are an attractive job. I'm not really sure why other than the big money, the national brand, et cetera. But hold on. You mentioned Philadelphia. Belichick has already interviewed with Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Let me throw this at you. What if, okay, there you go. You got Harbaugh on the left. You got Belichick on the right. This is from the official team accounts tweeting. 
these so. <laughs> these team accounts are unbelievable to me that That's now awesome. they like to promote who they're who they're interviewing used to be a big secret yeah. now we brag about it openly yeah. here's the guy that didn't get the job like here's yeah. a whole list because not everybody leave them. the building <laughs> yeah. let me ask you guys this question that's what i said about harbaugh dude like if you really want harbaugh you're gonna just let him come in right. and leave Don't don't yeah. let him leave the building. You got to freaking, you know, put the From door Vikings against last the, year. You got to yeah. put the chair against the door, right. a la Clippers, and not let this boy leave until he signs that paper. You need John, A.G., and Dean Spanos holding that door and going, you All can't get them. out. Right. How much? But, but let me ask you guys this. Because last night, the Steelers got knocked out of the playoffs. And the reality is the Steelers weren't a very good football team this year. And I think they overachieved kind of the way we talked about the Browns. The Browns had four different starting quarterbacks win games. They started five guys. They lost their star running back. They lost offensive linemen along the way. Their best mm -hmm. receivers seem to be hurt in and out of the lineup. How the Browns got to where they got was pretty impressive. If you really dig a little deeper, the Steelers, they started the year with Kenny Pickett, who was their first round draft choice. And horrible. In a, in a year where, by the way, when Kenny Pickett was a first round draft choice, there were no other quarterbacks taken in the first round. It gives you an idea of what the quarterback class was like that year. They started with Kenny Pickett. He wasn't good and got hurt. They went to Mitchell Trubisky. He Terrible. can't play in this league. I mean, he 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 just can't play. What happened to that guy? Right. And, and then they go, to, they go to Mason Rudolph, who wins three straight games at the end of the season. They kind of backdoor their way into the playoffs. And then they start Mason Rudolph because they've come to the conclusion, our third string quarterback our third string guy is the best guy we have. So is it possible that given the numbers, I'll show you the numbers here with Mike Tomlin. Is it possible that after 17 years of coaching the Steelers and having won a Super Bowl, here, here, go ahead, Alex, go through his resume here real quick for everybody that's listening. Uh, he's been the Steelers head coach for 17 seasons, which is mm. wild. 173 and 100, 8 and 10 in the playoffs. Seven division titles, mm. one Super Bowl win, one Super Bowl loss, but his last playoff victory, 2016. Last playoff victory was was seven or eight seasons ago, and the last Super Bowl that the Steelers won, um, we're talking about like 16 years ago. Yeah. So he Mike won his Tom Super Bowl in his second year. Yeah. And 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 you know, like we talk about, like if you get to a Super Bowl. Maybe it buys you two or three years. We'll see what happens with Nick Sirianni. If you win he a Super Bowl, he made two Super Bowls. He made it to two Super Bowls. He lost right, one. Right, but if you if you if you win a Super Bowl, it buys you time. The Steelers mm -hmm. love to brag about their consistency. They love to be the team that doesn't filter through coaches. They also love being the team that they created the Rooney Rule and they went out and hired an African American gentleman, and he's been a very successful coach for them. But the reality is is they haven't had postseason success in many years. We think Jerry Jones should fire Mike McCarthy because in three years of 12 and five records and only one playoff win, fire him. The Steelers, on the no other Super Bowl hand. For Dallas, though. He ain't got no Super Bowl for Dallas. Right, but the, but the Super Bowl also came 16 years ago. You know right. what I'm saying? Okay, okay. okay. So, so at some point, because I was there when Bill Cowher was the coach of the Steelers, and I remember when Bill Cowher left, he was like, you know what? My message is old now. You know, I, I've won. My message got old. That's where Mike Tomlin is. You know, his message has gotten old for this franchise. Might work yeah. somewhere else. Might. Yeah. So here's, let the me question, just... here's the question. Let me, let me button there real quick. If Mike Tomlin becomes available, is he the number one coaching candidate over Bill Belichick and over Jim Harbaugh? I don't know if he's number one, but he's in that conversation, certainly, of the top available guys. You know, he knocks down guys like Mike Vrabel, for example. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? Yeah. But, but let me ask you, you guys You want to talk question. about a guy that looks like he hates his job. 
Tomlin? Favorite. Like Tomlin Ray looks like he's never had fun being a head coach. Ever. Oh yeah. He is he is like he loves it. Anyway, I mean, look, I, we'll we'll get into Tomlin deeper, but I'm just I'll end this this first segment with this question. Hypothetically, if the Steelers job were available, the Steelers are a classic legendary organization. Would Harbaugh possibly have interest in a job like that? Because because that's the kind of job where you're going to be there for 15 years. Th that's the kind of job where you're not you're not going in for three or four years. In, in theory, <laughs> right? But but yeah. but it's been proven. You've had three coaches. You All you've winners. had three you've had three coaches in the history of the organization. The co the Chargers have had three coaches in the last five years. Exaggeration. They're like, they're like the Packers quarterbacks. They keep getting coaches for like generations. All right, stick around. We're just getting going. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew. Got Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Hey, um, we started talking about last night's games and how Pittsburgh got beat by Buffalo and a lot of talk about Mike Tomlin now. You know, what is his future with the Steelers? And on the other side, as Tampa Bay, I mean, beat the snot out of the Philadelphia Eagles, a lot of people, and there's already been these reports going into these playoffs, that if Nick Sirianni were to get knocked out in, in the first round, that maybe the Eagles would be looking to make a coaching change. Also, mostly I think because of all the available names. I mean, Belichick, Pete Carroll, and obviously Jim Harbaugh. Um, I mentioned this to you guys in, at the end of the last segment. If the Steeler job became available, might that be something that Harbaugh would have or would, would want to consider? And Browner, you immediately said no. And I, I, I think that what I'm sensing from you is, is that you don't think the Steelers job is sexy like the Cowboys job. Or I think people think the the Chargers is a sexy job, stadium, new facility, you know, flashy quarterback. Uh, why, why would a guy like Harbaugh not consider a franchise like the Steelers? Should it be available? Because again, just like they're the coaches available, the options that are available in front of you as one of these coaching candidates, the Steelers roster is not appealing. Now, when it comes to front offices, they probably have a A-plus grade. So if we're talking about front offices and ownership groups, I'm putting the Steelers A-1 and the Chargers an F. So that's – but rosters, I'm putting the Chargers in an A area, and I'm putting the Steelers at a C-minus, D-plus maybe. Yeah. Because they have no quarterback, and their wide receivers are children. They're um legit – children i was uh i was uh, somebody one of our listeners sent me a, a thing this morning from a group called pro football impact i don't i don't know who they are um, made that up. but they well they what they made that up i don't know if they did or they didn't you could maybe look at them at pro football impact because that's what their their logo is anyway they rank the head coaching openings in the nfl they've got washington as the top job because ownership is a b roster is a d <laughs> Cap space is an A+, plus, so overall they grade out at a B. For the Chargers, they have the ownership at a D-, minus, the roster at an A-, minus, the cap space at a C-, minus, so the overall grade is a C. Um, the worst of the jobs available, according to these guys, and I like their head coaching rankings. I think it's kind of funny. Um, they put uh, 
uh, Carolina as their worst team. Ownership is an F. Roster is a D. Cap space is a D plus, and so overall their grade is a D. So yeah, the Chargers. I would say their roster is an F too. By the way, well, um, if I were Harbaugh though, I honestly would not be thinking about immediacy. Like I, I wouldn't be thinking about well, I want to go take over a team that's you know just needs me. And I'm going to go and do what Gruden did down in Tampa. I'm going to take over Tony Dungy's team and win a Super Bowl right away. Um, if I were Harbaugh, I wouldn't be thinking about that purely and exclusively. I'd be thinking about a lot of other factors, you know, other than just, is this roster Super Bowl ready? And am I the difference maker? This whole Mike Tomlin thing, though, gets really interesting because after the game, um, and I was reading some of the Pittsburgh newspapers earlier today, it's, imp- it's surprising to me to see young players talking about like deficiencies in the team and lack of discipline and all these kinds of things. Cause that's what I always think of as Mike Tomlin teams, you know, but when young guys start yapping, dude, as you said earlier, Alex, you know, it looks like, looks like he lost that locker room, mm-hmm. you know, looks like that tough guy act has kind of worn thin 17 years later. It really yeah, it doesn't well. work. It, it worked well when you have a good quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger and Roethlisberger's a veteran and has kind of gone through highs and lows in his professional and personal life. And, and, feels like he's that consistency he's that glue right he preaches that you know that word in the locker room but um yeah same thing in philly like aj brown doesn't look at jalen hurts as his leader he looks at him as his equal his contemporary like he's not better than me i'm not you know like he doesn't see jalen hurts that way and there needs to be in the nfl a certain level of respect towards the quarterback and you know obviously some quarterbacks deserve it some don't Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, according to last year and the beginning of this year, he deserves it. But when you're when your team is undermining you or doesn't believe that hype, then it's really difficult to get any sort of message across. I don't think AJ Brown looked at Nick Sirianni as anything special either. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know for damn sure Deontay Johnson and George Pickens don't respect what, what Mike Tomlin's done in the NFL because every time they won a game, <laughs> if one of them didn't do anything, they'd cry about it. Well, I'm not getting the ball, so I'm not really happy that we won. Literally, it was like. One week it was Pickens crying. The next week it was Deontay Johnson crying. Najee Harris complaining because Jalen Warren's better than him, but Najee Harris is the top pick, so they got to give him the ball. It was yep. interesting to see the Pittsburgh dynamic all year long. It really was. What uh, what videos, what post-game videos do you want to show us here, Alex? Um, and and the one that I know I would really like to see. And I this is where I, you know, I've, I, I've told you how much I love Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, um, unlike any other coach in the NFL, was just always a sweetheart of a guy, you know, and, and, and Mike Tomlin kind of falls more into that Bill Belichick bucket of guys who just are kind of gnarly and nasty and sort of rude. Um, and, and just, I don't know, maybe, maybe they would say it the opposite. They go, no, no, man, you got it all wrong. I'm focused. I'm, 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 I'm all in on my team. I don't have time for any outside stuff, whatever. I can just tell you in my experience, of working with a guy like Pete Carroll on the field for NFL games versus working with a guy like Tomlin versus a guy like Belichick. Carroll, as pleasant as can be. Uh, Tomlin and Belichick, not pleasant people to be around. You know, Mm. As someone who doesn't have to be around any of them, I much prefer a Belichick and Tomlin. Yeah? Yeah, You prefer prefer Belichick over Tomlin? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm saying that style. Right. He, like they, he likes he likes guys who are kind of, you know, dick versus yeah. versus guys that yeah. are sweethearts. What am I going to do with with Pete Carroll's constant motivation on this show? 
<laughs> Nothing. I like. A, I love I like it. Mike. Like, yeah. If I want to, who do as a person, who would I rather play for? Probably Pete Carroll. But as someone that sits no. on this chair every day, as someone that sits on this chair every day, please give me grumpy and, and bitter. And this, when asked about your future, Mike, you have a year left on your contract. Come on, man. that's amazing. That <laughs> guy, I'm playing for him. I love Pete Carroll. Don't get me wrong. I love. I'm a Pete Carroll guy. I love Pete Carroll. I would rather play for Mike Tomlin. 100%. But I mean, listen, you're, does that surprise you're, you, Scott? Um, kind of. I mean, does you're it surprise you that Browner and me, like I'm picking Pete Carroll and Browner's picking Tomlin? Does that surprise anybody? Not here? representation matters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel me? Nah, Look, see, I don't, see, Pete Carroll don't fall in that category. He's every man. I well, like, right. I like Pete Carroll. Right. You, but you like, but you like Tomlin though. But listen, I, I'll tell you what does surprise me. You're a 17 year coach in the NFL. Also, longest tenured head coach in the NFL now. Uh, yeah, no, now that Belichick, Belichick is out, yeah. And where where is um where is John Harbaugh in in that list? He he's probably he's second. Yeah, probably so. But you're a 17 year veteran NFL head coach. You're a Super Bowl champion. You're a two time Super Bowl. Uh, you know you've been in it twice. Um, you know these questions are coming. You know <laughs> they're coming. You know the fourth longest tenure. The first three won't surprise anybody. Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh since 2008, Andy Reid with Kansas City 2013. You know who the fourth Longest tenured is in the NFL, uh, the Rams coach, because it's three of them. Okay, okay so that means they were hired the same year. Okay, yeah, had the same year. Okay, McVeigh is is a good guess. I think that's a solid guess. So who was so whoever was hired the year McVeigh was hired? Well, I'm trying so, to think. Like Kyle Shanahan, when was he hired? I don't. Two. No, oh, really? We've got okay. McVeigh and, and <laughs> so, Shanahan, yeah. who, and there's a third. You said there's a third. Yeah, that that it was hired. That name Dennis me. Allen. Dennis Allen. No, no, no. no, oh. no. No, because he just got to to New Orleans recently. He also played Mike yesterday. Out. He also played yesterday. Um, what's the guy's name uh, in Buffalo? Um, yeah. Sean McDermott. Oh, yeah, McDermott. McDermott. Yeah, Sean McDermott. Wow. Sean Kyle Shanahan, the fourth longest tenured coach in the NFL. A and how many years is that? Like six, seven, eight years? 2017. Okay. Uh, uh, so six, six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of turnover, yeah. man. I remember when Sean McDermott came to – Home Depot Center, StubHub Center, whatever it was called back then. And we needed the Chargers to lose to not make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And this dude started Nathan Peterman right. one random-ass game instead of yeah. Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> yeah, And the Chargers beat the Bills and made the playoffs, I believe, in their second year in yeah. LA. And we were all pissed off yeah. because he had the audacity to play Nathan Peterman. And I remember all of us coming on the air next year like, this – joker of a coach needs to be fired yeah what kind of person plays freaking nathan peterman who threw like four picks or something right. like that in right. that it was game? crazy he, he got terrible yeah he was awful yeah and now look at him now look at him yeah you get a quarterback that. all of a sudden hey i'm pretty good coach huh and i'll tell you josh <laughs> allen yesterday you tell you know the, the play that josh allen made um and and it, it almost like surprises me how many design runs buffalo has for him because so many times you're trying to make sure your quarterback doesn't get hit, doesn't get hurt. You know, oh, like no. there was that one play last night where Jalen Hurts went to slide and he got just speared helmet to helmet. And there was a flag on the play. He was fine. But you just you're trying to protect these guys at all times. But man, Josh Allen, they they just design run. They're like, hey, look, he's six five, no. he's two forty, he can move. Um, he's kind of like got that cam sort of vibe to him you Dude, know what i mean i've been i said this early on in the season and i referred it i believe to justin fields too 
listen, not everybody, if quarterback in the NFL plays 20 years, it's not the way it works. Not everybody's Drew Brees. Right. Not everybody's Tom Brady. You put your quarterback in the best situation for them to succeed. If they are a runner, let them run. Give me seven good years of Justin Fields, then let me try and squeeze out 15 of him being mediocre pocket quarterback. Thank you. Thank Josh you. Allen and the Bills, when they fired that that dude, Ken Dorsey, and they brought in the old LSU offensive coordinator, I believe it's Joe Brady's his name, and mm-hmm. he took over that offense, and he just let Josh Allen do his thing. Mm-hmm. Let's design some quarterback options. Let's design some stuff for James Cook. Like, let's let Josh Allen be Josh Allen. And is he beat up? Yeah. But are the Bills a two-seed and now on their way to the divisional round? Yeah, they are. Whereas for a while there, it didn't look like they were going anywhere. Like, let them be who they are. Like, they're not all going to play 20 years in the NFL. Like, it's okay. That's the number (laughs) one thing that bugs me the most about NFL franchise and how they handle quarterbacks. Let these guys – if you draft these guys high, if you make picks to have these guys, like the Lamar Jackson example is the perfect example. When you drafted him, you knew he wasn't a thrower. Mm -hmm. So now you have to buy time until he either learns how to throw or he runs out of juice. Cam Newton, the same thing. Yeah. They looked at Cam Newton's skill set and said, we're going to do what he's good at. Mm-hmm. The other stuff, he not. we don't care. We're going to build this team around what he's good at, and that got him an MVP, and he got the Panthers to the Super Bowl. So, like, you got to live with that. Some, the the Panthers. Pan, let me say it again. The Panthers <laughs> to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to live with what this guy does, yeah. and he's going to be our quarterback for seven years. Not 15, not 20. We got this guy for seven years, and we're finna ride this thing till it burns out. <laughs> and and you know what? It happens, man. Lamar Jackson gets hurt. It happens. Okay, you, happens. you suck up. You suck up that year, and you move on to the next. Now look at him. Now yeah. look at the Ravens. You tell me who wouldn't pick the Ravens to win the Super Bowl right, right now? Let me ask you guys this question because well, today is Super Bowl at least. Today is Taco Tuesday on Prize Picks. Okay, so so based on the performance that Josh Allen had last night, and thinking about the weekend ahead. And I'm only asking this question because today being a day where you can get, you know, some really good deals. Um, go ahead, Alex. First of all, let's, let's just go through the night that Josh Allen had, cause he was amazing last night. Uh, 21 of 30, 203 yards. He ran for 74 yards, uh, four total touchdowns. Uh, yeah, just, just everything you wanted him to be last night. Quarterback but I'm fo- of 120, almost 122. I'm focusing in on that rushing total, 74, 74. yards. So today, on yeah, prize 50 picks, on one carry. 53 yeah, of them on came one. on one carry, yeah. Right. Yeah. So here, here's the number Here's the number on prize picks. 43 and a half rushing yards in the divisional round game. Against Kansas City mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it either. I'll tell you what. I would. Right? That's, a, that's a number like that's exclusive for like Lamar Jackson, you know? Like that's right. That would be the number where you would have Josh Allen and he would run. And every time he'd run, he'd be pick up seven, eight, mm-hmm. 10. And then he'd be at like 42 yards. And the rest of the game, all you'd say is, come on, man, I need two more yards from you. I need two more yards from you. He and then go. you just you just won't get it. You know, right. um, I'll tell you this. So I'm going to ride Isaiah Pacheco because um, last week I rode him in Kansas City and it was an easy win. In fact, I had him in two separate plays on prize picks. Isaiah Pacheco's rushing yard numbers this Sunday. Uh, I want to make sure I've got the games right. I'm almost sure it's the Sunday game. It's the late game on Sunday. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, 62 and a half rushing yards. Mm-hmm. I think Isaiah Pacheco is a guy who's going to have 75, 80 rushing yards. You know which one I like more than the yards? Tell me. The attempts. 
rush attempts for Isaiah Pacheco. Only 14 and a half. He just had uh-huh. 24. Yeah. And the week before that, he had 18. And then 18 mm-hmm. and 15 and 19 and 16. They've been riding him since November. Um, passing yards I'm looking at on prize picks this weekend. C.J. Stroud against Baltimore, 245 and a half. Now, that doesn't sound like a whole – I'm trying to remember. How many total yards did he have? Do you guys recall? 274, I yeah. believe. Yeah, and that's against Cleveland. And defense. most of that came in the first half because they didn't yeah. need him in the second right. half. Lamar Jackson, two twenty six and a half. Everybody. Let's pause. Let's pause our people and get them to be on the lookout for prize picks. For but hold your hold your gunpowder for angels and demons or goblins and demons. Mm-hmm. Hold your power for that because that's where the money is. That hundred times your bet. Nothing. Nothing make nothing. You know, say uh, wet the taste buds. Like a little some extra, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. all but these I'm, picks are out there. These yeah. are good. I would wait. I would wait till about Friday till these picks really start putting some juice in them. Yeah. Uh, Taco Tuesday, though, today, I'm looking at some of these these picks that are on fire. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 88 and a half rushing yards this weekend. I mean, I'm taking a look at that one. Uh, Aaron Jones from Green Bay, 73 and a half yards rushing. Um, Jordan Love, 249 and a half yards passing. I, I'm... I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And and you know what's funny you say that, Browner, is kind of hold it until Friday, like kind of wait mm-hmm. until until the actual, you know, because the games are Saturday and Sunday. The problem is, is I've become so addicted to prize picks that now if I'm going to wait until Friday, and Alex is showing us all this stuff on the screen. So Ooh, for those Jameer of you that... Gibbs, 72 and a half Russian reset. I love that one. That's a good one. That's a very good number. That's and a very attractive. Yeah, that's a very because they, they do everything blitz, with him. He catches and rushes, so and he blitz a lot. My problem is, is that I'm so now addicted to prize picks that if I'm going to wait until the latter part of the week to really make these decisions, then up at the top I have to move over from NFL and go over to NBA, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I I gotta have a play. Like for example, here, here's a here's a Taco Tuesday play for you, Brown. Are you ready for this? I already so, got one in. Okay, so oh, I'll be curious to hear if you got this one. So um, I was watching last night after the games were over. I was watching the Lakers and Oklahoma City, and um, today you can get a 17% discount on on SGA because the uh, the uh, Oklahoma City is going to play the Clippers, so his number is down from 31.5 to 25 and a half points. Would you take that tonight? Uh, due to what happened last night, SGA is now in my uh, don't bet. There's two oh, things really? now I don't do. I don't bet on the Lakers to to do anything positive, more or less. And now Shea Gildress is now in that bucket as well. Last night, I had a, a sweet six pick with Paolo Bencaro, less than 26 points. Green won that. Trey Young, more than 42.5 point rebounds and assists, won that. Victor Wimbanyama, won that. Uh, Zion and Kyrie, won that. Donovan Mitchell, Steph Curry, won that. You know who I didn't win? You know who stopped me from being six for six? Because you know I love a big one. You know who stopped me from being six for six? Shay did. Yeah. Shay yeah. did. Right. So, so that's why. Well, no, you see, for me, he's in tonight because you're getting A, a 17% discount. And B, after his performance last night, I think he needs to, to make up tonight. So I'm going to take that one. Um, but I got to put it together with something. This is the beauty of prize picks, by the way, is that I can right. put together football and basketball. Or as I'm waiting for football, I can play basketball. This is I need all. my results. I, a, I need I my results for, now. I have a question for Browner. Since he's a real basketball fan here. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the Australian Basketball League. Will Mitchell Creek for the Melbourne Phoenix score more or less than 22 and a half points? 
they're playing the Ad- they're playing the Adelaide 36ers. Oh, because they're playing Adelaide, I would definitely go more right. meme. Yeah. Okay. If you would have given me somebody who whose name I could reckon, like a Jimmer for that in a China in a CBA. I got a name for you guys. You guys ready for this? This is why yeah. I brought it up because this is my next one. This name sound familiar? Playing for the Adelaide 36ers, Trey Kell. More or less, 18 points. No See, way. See, now you got to put some Kell. money on that. You got to put some money really? on Trey Kell, dog. No you can't way. Let Trey Kell be out there and have a bet. That's super cool. Good for yeah. him. I like to scroll Where's... price picks. Yeah, I see y'all are NBA NFL. I like to scroll and Where's see where Malik I can make Pope? some money, man. Look for Malik Pope on price picks. Where's he play? That's a great Your one. guess is good as mine. How about this tonight? How about Kevin Durant, 27 points tonight against see, Sacramento? There you go again with your NBA. What do you think? Ah. Kevin Durant tonight, 27 points against Sacramento? Nah, the Suns are the Suns are experimenting. They're rolling, man. They're playing real well. All three of their guys are playing. So I, I'm not expecting one of if, if you're gonna have a big night, it'll be from Devin Booker or it'll be from Bradley Beal. I think Kevin Durant is in a, a let everybody else get their legs under their mood. So okay. I wouldn't go Katie for points. Okay. Well, I'm gonna Not definitely take Babar, this SGA. Will Babar Azam have more or less than 27 and a half first inning runs in cricket against New Zealand tonight? <laughs> Prize picks. Let me tell you something. You guys, you guys have gotten us, man. You you have turned us into all three. We are now prize picks. I got 20 wins, by the way. I got 20 wins and six, six, six in earnings. So I don't know what that means, but I do got 20 wins. Shout out to prize picks. Nice. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. They match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. So get in this game with us and play with us uh, here at prize picks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. And for those of you that are watching on YouTube or even tonight on television, right here right here the qr code click on it it'll take you right to our landing page all right listen let's get back to it we were into these nfl playoffs we were into the coaching carousel we'll get back to these stories coming back um and i also have to discuss something with you guys you know i i kind of think of myself and i take pride in being what i think is a good dad but i think i may have failed my son Uh oh i think i may have failed my son in trying to turn him into a man i'll explain that coming right back Hey, guys, uh, halftime, a little halftime update. I'd like to start off by mentioning our friend Gary Cooper at Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299 for Gary Cooper at Mountain Trust. You can use the QR code as well. Listen, um, I know I talk about this a lot. Buying a house is a hard thing to do. And most people in their minds think to themselves, I, I can't do it. Why? You know, buying a house in, in San Diego County is an expensive proposition. You know, if, if you just went with the average price, let's just call it a million dollars, which is so hard to imagine. A million dollars is what it's going to cost to buy a house. Well, how am I going to buy a million dollar house? I need $200,000 down 20%. And then how am I going to make these payments? Look, all I'm going to say to you is this. If home ownership is a dream of yours, it is, it is doable, but it requires some flexibility. Okay. And you don't have to panic about the the down payment because there are programs designed for people who don't have that kind of cash. Not every. How many of your friends have a hundred grand in cash in the bank? How many of your friends have two hundred thousand dollars of cash in the bank? Um, so look, all I'm saying to you is call Gary Cooper eight five eight three seven six twelve ninety nine and talk to him because home ownership is achievable. It doesn't have to be a million. It doesn't have to be two million. It, it, it could be five, six, seven hundred thousand. And by the way, it may not necessarily be in the exact neighborhood you want, but you start building that equity and you start building wealth. Talk to Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299. Okay. Hey, I want to just remind everybody that if you go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, 
those new death row records, Kaplan and crew hoodies are available and I've been rocking mine and it seems like everybody loves it. In fact, you know, I, I get this from a lot of people. People say to me all the time, they're like, Hey, hook me up, hook me up. I'm like, bro, I would love to hook you up. If I had a box of, of hoodies sitting in my garage, I would hook you up. But what we do is we partner with a third party. And then all we do is we create the designs and then they actually make them. They make them one by one. So whether you want that fanny pack or you want that ball cap or you want the long sleeve tee or you want the hoodie in a variety of colors, you want the stickers, you want the t-shirts, the coffee mugs, whatever. All of these products are available. They're on kaplanandcrew.com. If I could hook you up, I would hook you up. But what happens is when you order them, they make it and they ship it. And that's why every month I get a check from this company for like $12. Free We're not making money today. off this. Oh, today's free shipping. Mm-hmm. We don't make money. All, all we want you to do is rock the brand. That's all. Be a brand ambassador. So get to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, and rock some of that Kaplan and Crew merch. Let's get back to the show. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew. Got Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Coming back to the NFL playoffs, going to reset uh, what happened last night, going to look forward to what's going to happen in the divisional round upcoming, um, and, and lots of stuff that we want to get to around these games. Um, but I do want to just talk to you guys about one thing uh, off the beaten path here, a little left turn this afternoon. So, I look, you guys know, uh, Alex, you know how many kids I have? Do you know this? Um, four. Yeah, that's right. Four kids. That's right. Really? I, I may have mentioned it once or twice. I'm not sure. Oh, I may have mentioned it. How many does Browner have? We're not talking about me. Oh, well, this is going to be good advice for you, by the way, because I, or I got me. Uh, for you, I don't or really Browner. know. I don't know if you're going to really, I don't know if you're going to ever have kids or not. I think you are. You say you're not, but I think you no, are. It ain't up to it ain't up to him. He know that. Not on purpose. You know, it ain't up to him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I've told the story. My son graduated from college. This is December. We uh, went from uh, his college, which is just a little bit outside Pittsburgh, about 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh, and we came back here to Southern California. And my son moved back into his house, into our house, uh, back into what it was his room. And uh, he was going to help us, which he's helped us. But, you know, I, he was like, there just wasn't like enough work every day. And I didn't have enough bandwidth, Browner, the B word. No. I didn't have enough bandwidth to work with him literally every day, you know. So now all of a sudden he's back to kind of like he's into this routine where he's kind of helping us. But he's playing video games in his room and he's hanging out with his pals. And, and anyway, long story short is he winds up deciding with one of his friends, his best friend from college. You know what? I'm actually going to move back to Pittsburgh. And so now today, like they're supposed to be getting their apartment, which has been a complete pain in the ass, by the way, you think like you got vacancies in an apartment building, rent those rascals. It's been a little bit more difficult than I would have expected. Um, nonetheless, um, I think I may have failed my son and I've done, I I feel like I've done everything for the kid. I really, I I feel like I've done a lot to prep him for life, Mm -hmm. but I think I may have failed him in one area where I've not helped him become a man in this one very specific area. And I'll be curious to hear your feedback. Here goes. You ready? Kid calls me this morning and he said, cause he has a job interview today and, and to his credit, he did this on his own. This isn't me because his best buddy um, who he's living with, I got that kid, the job, you yeah. know, like I, I literally got the kid, the job 
and here's my son. And he's like, hello, how about me? What about me? And, and I want to help him get a job, but I'm enjoying watching him kind of try on his own first, you know? So mm-hmm. he went on to, um, you guys know the website indeed. Yeah. Do you know that? Do you know the website? I, I don't really know it cause I've never used I'm familiar it. With my, it. I've never put my resume on it. Right. But apparently it, it's one of these websites where you put your resume out there. Companies are putting their, you know, their, what they need out there. And somehow, you know, you make a love connection and the next thing you know, you have an opportunity. Uh, th- that's good mm-hmm. for both. So he went onto this website, he posted his resume. He, you know, I, again, I don't know the website, so, you know, whatever category it was in and this company contacted him. And today my man's got a job interview. Mm-hmm. So he texts me this morning, by the way, showing me pictures of the snow all over the ground. I'm like, brother, you better be careful. You better be careful driving down the road. Cause you know, being a kid from Southern California, you, you didn't have any snow to deal with in San Diego. Good thing. I put new tires on that car before he took it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So he calls me this morning. He said, dad. I can't tie a tie. I don't know how to tie a tie. Mm -hmm. And Browner, he did what you do when you're trying to fix things. He went to YouTube and my man is standing there in front of YouTube and he's trying to tie the tie. And I'm saying to him, man, gosh, I feel like such a, a failure of a father. How did I not teach you along the way how to tie a tie? You know? And the thing is, because I feel like such a failure <laughs> rather than like getting on FaceTime with him and trying to teach him how to tie a tie, which by the way, I was staying in a hotel last night in LA. I didn't have any ties. It's not like I could sit there and go, okay, do this, do this, follow my lead. And he's left-handed, you know? So like, that's like a whole other, you know, and the camera's of, in reverse. It The camera is in reverse or I could put it in reverse. It no, isn't. So- it's, it's in reverse of so whatever you're doing. It's the opposite of what he's doing. So that's another challenge. Okay. So it's another problem. So yes. here's, here was my solution. <laughs> here was my solution. Hey man, nobody wears ties. What are you doing? Put on a tie. I go, no, nobody wears ties anymore. I go, and by the way, when you, when you, when you interview with these people, they're gonna be like, Oh, you're from San Diego, California. You just moved out here to Pittsburgh. And of course, the first thing people are going to ask is why the hell would you wow. do that? You know? Right. But, you're a, you're a Southern California guy. This is the post COVID world. People don't wear ties anymore. Yeah. Certainly not young people don't wear ties. So should have wore a Lakers quarter zip. He, he should wear a Lakers quarter zip. Yeah. Like an NBA coach. Right. Co- NBA coaches don't wear ties anymore. So as, no. as much as I feel like a failure that I have not prepared my kid to even know how to tie a freaking tie to go to a job interview. My answer was, why are you putting on a tie? Nobody wears a tie. And his answer was, because I wanted to look sharp. I wanted to wear a tie. Well, tough crap, pal, because uh, your father here didn't do a good enough job preparing you to be a man. What do you guys think? Give me some some manly, and in your case, Browner, some fatherly. Give me some feedback here. I would say this. If I were to advise him, I would say to go away from the tie. I would I would tell him to wear something that best represents himself that he would be comfortable in the interview in. If your son doesn't often wear a tie, wearing a tie in an important in a, in a important situation will cause him to become and appear uncomfortable. As a person who's hired over a hundred people for employment, I can tell you the one thing you don't want to do in the seven minutes I have with you is look uncomfortable. So I would say don't necessarily worry about the tie, but be comfortable in your appearance. When you're at the job interview, but I, 
telling him no one wears ties anymore, that's actually good advice. It really is because what a tie represents then is not what a tie represents now. If I'm the boss and I'm going to that interview, I'm going to wear a tie because I want you to know who's in charge. I have to just dig in on one thing that you just said, and Alex, yeah, I'm me, sure you heard uh, the same thing. What, what yeah. did you hear that I heard that, that we both definitely have a question about? Sound like this guy was a, was a boss somewhere where you yeah. got to hire 100, over 100 people. What do you mean you hire over 100 people? What do you got, stats somewhere of how many people you've hired him for? What, what are you hiring 100 people for? So I worked. I know for we didn't government. have a budget at 1090 for that. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. And I know we don't have a budget like, here now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No budget here. Shoestrings, baby. The at 1090, I probably hired about seven people at uh, the company I worked for before 1090. I was a project manager on site, and so I would travel. It was a government contract, so I would travel around the around the country and a couple global spots, and I would have to go to places and build things. And upon building those things, there's no staff there. You have to hire. So you work with local people. They bring you some candidates. And then you choose between those candidates who you're going to hire to help you build something. Now, in this process of this job, I have met every type of individual, master's degrees, bachelor's degrees, uh, ex-cons, ex-murderers, ex you name it. I've seen lots of lots of reports of what you have and haven't done. And the only thing that would ever be a red flag to me is if you were uncomfortable when I was interviewing you. Cause no thanks, buddy. No, I thank you, but no thank you. If, yeah. if you can, if you can be who you are in an unfamiliar situation like this, then I know when something happens on the job site that makes you uncomfortable or people around you uncomfortable, you can stay cool. And so I always hired in that direction. Oh, dude, I've hired hundreds of people. Damn, dog. I yeah, know that. man. Yeah, I'm management. Damn. I'm management. I'm management. I haven't been in a minute. <laughs> job interviews like two thousand. 12. They're the worst, by the way. <laughs> Job interviews are the worst, man. No thanks. I mean, I do well in everyone, but they suck. I told my son, I said, look, man, I said, uh, I can't help you tie a tie right now. Um, I just can't do it. I, I don't, I'm literally on a call and I can't stop what I'm doing to help you tie a tie. And my advice was don't wear a tie. And then lastly, my advice was just be you. Just, just Correct. go in and be you. People generally like you. Your teammates liked you. Your coaches liked you. Your teachers seemed to like you. Your friends all seemed to like you. They're your friends. Just go be you. Forget about a tie. Tie not going to make the difference. And also, here's the best answer you can give to, I mean, share this with him, but this is free game for everybody. If you're ever in an interview and they ask you your biggest weakness, say that you would like to speak, speak a second language. Because that doesn't indicate that you are unintelligent or you're lazy. It does. It gives nothing away other than you you want to learn more. You want to what grow more. Speak to. Say a third. Now that's impressive. Yeah. My biggest weakness it, is my strengths. What are your strengths? Well, I care too much. I work too hard. Yeah. See that's, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> no one's going for that. No one's going for that. As, yeah. as a man, as a as a hiring manager, no, that's a red flag. Nah, you lying. You lying because you sitting in front of me trying to get a job. So no, I'm not going for that one. Uh, -uh you don't care too much because you're leaving your old job. So you don't care enough about them. So why are you going to care about me? Mm, I like that idea. I like that answer, Browner. What's your biggest weakness? I want to learn uh, another language. How's that right. a weakness, though? Be because you can chalk it up as, as America grows, we're becoming more diverse. There's more Latinos. There are more Asians. There are like, more Arabs. There are more Chinese. There's more Japanese. Like There's a lot, there's a, lot a large influxion in the job market, and to be more flexible, I need to learn how to speak a second language. I just haven't nailed down what that language is. 
Hey, that's how nice that's job. how you do. That's how you do an interview, brother. That's how we do that, it. That's how that's we do it. Use it baby. That's how we do it. I brings the ruckus mm-hmm. to the interview. Well, I remember my first ever job interview. I think I was like fourteen, and I was trying to get a job at the sunglasses. What were you wearing? Like, what mall? were you wearing? What were you wearing? Like a button-down shirt, no tie. It's like, it's like some crappy slacks. You know what whatever. year was this? What year? Two thousand three, maybe two thousand two, and I went to Sunglass Hut, and I think I felt like I was doing good. First of all, I was never going to get the job. I didn't know this at the time. They didn't know I was 14. I was like, so they clearly didn't look at my application because you can't work <laughs> oh, in California at that age. Uh, but I wasn't going to get the job anyways. But I remember she's like, so why do you want to work at Sunglass Hut? And I had no idea what to say. First job interview ever. I was like, well, you know, I need money. <laughs> like I did. <laughs> Worst best like, answer ever. Yeah. It's kind of why I'm here, right? Like I, I'm right. not. If you hire me, like I'm going to work. Why are you? I need here? the money. Yeah. Right. I mean, why I are you interviewing me? Because you need money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and how'd that go for it. you? I didn't get the job. Mm-hmm. Took me a few interviews to get a job, and mm-hmm. I finally got one at fourteen, yeah. fifteen. Because mm-hmm. I figured what? out you can't work at fourteen in California. Nobody told were me. Were you this. Were you prepared the next time they answered you? They asked you that question. Why do you want to work here? Nah, not really. Because what are you going to say if you're at a putt putt place? Like, wait, why do you want to work here? <laughs> oh, I'm a big putt putt fan, man. I really want to be around the game. You know, it's like at that point in your life. What answer could you give to that question that's going to be like, you know what? Okay, this kid really wants to work here. You know, like, it's like, dude, I, do I really want to go serve old ass nacho cheese on these chips for these 10 year olds? Like, no, I don't want to do this, but I need money, dog. At, at that age, <laughs> at that age, the best answer for that environment. This is a great environment to work yeah. in. A lot of excitement, a lot of fun, a lot of laughing, a lot of cheering. Listen, man, I can write a book on how to answer questions in an interview. Because nice. I've got all the wrong I've got all the wrong answers told to me on several occasions. Yeah, I got Ooh, I, I remember getting a job when I was probably like 15 or 16 at the Chess King in uh, the mall. And the Chess King, anybody who, you know, was a kid of the 80s would remember, it was like the cheesy place where and it was kind of cool, but it was super cheesy. Um and I was working at Taco Viva in the mall. And I only worked mm-hmm. at Taco Viva because um, I loved the food there. So what I would do is while I was working at Taco Viva, if somebody ordered like a burrito especial, right, mm-hmm. I would like be making the burrito for them because like there was a, like a line, you know what I mean? So it was pretty easy. You know, you didn't have to be a chef. It was like, take the tortilla, put some meat in it, put some cheese, like put some, some lettuce, you know, right. You, you know, and then and then you, you fold it up and you, you know, get to the end of the line and you hook these people up. And then like if somebody would order something, and I was hungry. What I would do is I'd screw up the order. <laughs> then I'd have to then I have to put it off to the side and then I have to start the order over again. Then I take the screwed up one, which is the one I wanted. I take mm-hmm. it in the back. I go I go eat it, you know. So I left Taco Viva because there was this girl who was working Ooh. in in chess. What was her name? What was her her name? Na- oh, I remember her name, dude. Oh, her yeah. name was you ready for her? Her name was Cheryl Abalafia. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the hell. Right. I don't remember. Right. And she had this hair and she had on these Z Cavarici like parachute pants, dude. And she was hot. And she went to the other high school. And I I walked into the chess king. What's that? that Was that Greek? No, she was Jewish. She was Jewish. Jewish. And and I remember the song that was playing in the background in the chess king. It was like, take me, take me to the water. Summertime, summertime. Yeah. Yeah, mm. you know, mm. and I was like, I got wow. to work here because she works here. 
Like, dude, I, that's that straight out of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Man, I hate on working this side of the mall. All the other sides on the all the actions on the other side. Like right. that was you, dude. Like <laughs> I hate the chess king. I mean, I hate taco whatever. You're right, taco. I go work at the chess king. Right. I smell yeah. like you know fake meat all day. Yeah. So here's a, beef. here's a entirely true story. I will leave out some parts for legal reasons. When I was in high school, I had got all F's on my report card. So. The way that it works is it's by semester. So it's four semesters. The first and the third don't count against your GPA. And so I, by the time my third year of high school, I realized that. So for the first and the third semester, I really didn't do anything because my goal was to get all C's. And so this happened twice. And then I ended up getting C's at the end of the year. So my GPA was 2.0 just to maintain some way of playing basketball. So then my mom gets so mad that I did this. She makes me get a job in the summer. I get a job at a Walgreens, and then this is where the truth kicks in, but this is why I leave some parts out. I get a job at a Walgreens. I get into a gang altercation because no one wants to pick me up because it's too far away from where we live, blah, blah, blah. So I get into a gang altercation at the bus stop at midnight after getting off of work at 17 years old. Now, I have family in that area, so needless to say, family gets called when something like this happens. People get hurt. I go to work three days later. The Walgreens get shot up. I can't work there no more. Okay, so hold on. I never, hold on. So I, I, I never I, had I another like, job after that. I feel like there's a lot of details missing. Yeah. You know, right? So let me just get this straight. You had the shift at the at the Walgreens. Mm -hmm. My auntie went, got me the job. Your auntie got Sharon. you the job, and then you went to the bus stop. After work. I had been right. working there for like a couple weeks. Right. And then you got into a gang altercation. Yeah. Yeah. A mistaken identity. But nobody yes. wanted to pick you up. Because nobody Cause wanted no to pick Right, because I got were, up at midnight, right. and my mom was, you know, it was a Saturday, so mom was turned somewhere. She was doing her thing. <laughs> she wasn't going to come pick me up, and so I had to take the bus home. This was her way of teaching me that I need to do better in school, and it uh -huh. massively backfired. Right. So wait, so you go to the bus stop, and there's yes. a gang altercation because they think you're somebody that you're not. In some ways, yes. What do you mean, racist. in some ways? What do you mean, That's in racism, some ways, man? Because I, I was... My family, my, my family, my cousins were involved in an altercation. And because you're related to them, technically you're with them. Okay. So, little, so, mm. so the gang members see you at the bus stop. Correct. And, and they're like, and they're on like, site. Uh -huh. Some real and, narco stuff right there. Like, oh, right. this guy's related to this. Let's, who cares about, let's get this guy. Right. Like, we're going to get him as right. revenge for what his cousin yeah. did to Send our a people. Message. Send right. A message. Right. Right. So now, I, so a gang altercation, what does that mean? Does that mean hand to hand combat? Are we talking about weaponry? What are we talking about here? Oh, look, they were, they were polite. They got out. They, they circled the, they circled, <laughs> they were the, polite they circled gang the block. <laughs> yeah. They circled the block. One got out, stood on the corner to make sure it was me. They circled the block. Then he started to walk. When he started to walk over to me, that was the signal it was me. They all jumped out. It was like, you know what it is. And I was like, then, all right, let's get to work. How many Dude. people were there? Six. Six of them and one of you. Yeah. Anybody else at the bus stop? They ran off. They saw what, they saw mm -hmm. what was coming. They want none of that smoke. Okay. They, they got me. They, so they, then they six put guys. It on me. Six yeah, they put they put they put it on you. Yeah, man. Did you they, did you try and fight your way out of it or did you what'd you do? I was always taught when you're in that situation, just take one down with you. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna lose. Same. Same. Take one down, which make that yeah. one pay. Get your get your shots on one dude right. and make that full like, yeah. So yeah, I I when I took yeah. him down, him and I both absorbed the feet, the hands, the elbows. I hit with a trash can, like it was bad. Yeah, but he at, got it bad too. So at what point do they? Me. At what point do they know that? Okay, we're done here. Like you know, 
We beat them down. Minute and a half. They got okay. winded. Okay. <laughs> they got winded. See, the problem is, winded. like, right now I'm watching Reacher on, on Prime, and mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I'm going to walk Reacher, in, man. and there's, like, six guys, and I'm going to headbutt the first guy, and I'm no, going to elbow no. the guy behind me, then I'm going to flip a dude over, then I'm going to no. break somebody's leg, then I'm going to smash somebody's head. Like, I, I have to, like, remember that I'm not Reacher. That's not how it works. The, 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 in that particular instance, because I'll never, never forget this, when I saw him coming across the street, he was a big guy. And at that time, I was in, I was like 6'5", I was like 170. And this was a man. This was an adult man coming to it. He was a big guy. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't take this one. And so mm-hmm. when I saw the other guys running out of the car, I said, who's the smallest one? I'm going after that one. And so I ran at the other five guys. Well, this dude started jogging over because I knew it, it was what it was. And so I got one, boom, took him down in the street. And I started hitting him. He was hitting me. And it's like, dude, dude, dude. And I don't remember anything. No else. thoughts of ever running? To where? It's six know. of them. Run where? Like, the part, so here's the problem with gangs. You might run away from them right where they want you to run. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's gang territory. So when you start running, the best thing you can do Luckily, again, there were no guns, no knives involved. The best thing you can do is stand your ground because you fight back. They'll respect that. Yeah, but wait you a You don't get whooped. But the end of the story is, is that a couple days later, you go back to Walgreens and they came looking for you and they shot the place up? Man, I had to because it was bad for them. It was bad what was for them. bad for them? The retaliation. Oh, oh retaliation. Gotcha. Right, because they got me good. They, they whooped me. They got yeah. me good. I ain't going to lie. They got me good. So then you went running to your cousin? Oh yeah, what? And and yes. then your cousin went and retaliated, and then Punched they the came clock. back to Walgreens because you started it all. So you were the well, genesis of the entire I didn't, I didn't, I didn't start like anything. Started it. Didn't sound didn't like you started. Anything. I mean, I was, I was a middleman. I was yeah, a middleman in the ass. But without you, none of this happens. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't work at Walgreens and you weren't right. at that bus stop, and if your mother mm-hmm. didn't make you get that job, none so of this would have happened. This all comes down to Mama Browner. Because yeah. she should have just picked you up, and it would, none right. of this would have happened. And it's all your fault yep. for not doing well in school. All right, stick around, everybody. Let me get back to the NFL playoffs. Little did I know that this segment was going off the rails like that. Everybody hang out. We got a lot more to get to. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Hey, great friends. It is Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. So um, after that whole conversation that happened in the last segment where we went completely off the rails, I want to kind of bring us back. You know, last night I was watching this Tampa Bay-Philadelphia game, and I'm kind of surprised how many Eagle fans thought that after the collapse of the latter part of the season, that they were somehow going to snap their fingers and get it back together. Um, they had one good year. I mean, they they had a Super Bowl run last year, and they were close to beating the Chiefs. And why they thought that they're not Tom Brady and the Patriots, you know? This, this isn't old school Peyton Manning and the Colts. I mean, they're not flipping a switch all of a sudden. And I got to give a lot of credit to Baker Mayfield. You know, for for who Baker Mayfield was when he left the Cleveland Browns, he was young. He was brash. He was kind of a jerk. Um, he was already paid, not just as a player, but as a commercial spokesperson. You don't see commercials anymore with Baker Mayfield, you know? But but those first couple of years in the NFL, Baker Mayfield was, I mean, he was practically Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey. I mean, he was on so many commercials. But 
I don't know if it, if it, if it got to him, if he was just a, if he was just for whatever reason, his ego was out of control. The guy has gone through that high of being a top overall pick and being a starting quarterback and being a commercial pitch man. And then the low of, we don't want you anymore. We do not want you here anymore. And then now I've got a claw. Didn't he start? Was it, was it two years ago? Did he start in Carolina? Maybe. Um, and then he went to the Rams. Remember that game he had against the Rams? I want to say it was like a Thursday night or a Monday night where he came in. He, he didn't know their playbook. He had just yeah. got to L.A. and he beat the Raiders with a, like a late touchdown throw. And then this year he goes to Tampa Bay. He's got a battle for a starting job. He's on a one-year contract. And I got to give it up to Baker Mayfield because he has now taken a team that was left by Tom Brady and Bruce Arians was their head coach. And, and there was all this transition. And he leads him to a playoff appearance. And last night, 337 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Baker Mayfield has just made himself a ton of money in the NFL. And he is now back, I think, to like legit starting quarterback status. What do you guys think? No. No? No. 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 I know. I think, I think what Baker Mayfield has been able to do this year was survive. For people to now see, he is a starting NFL quarterback. You have to have the right system with him, like with many quarterbacks around the NFL. But I don't think this solidifies him as some, you know, quarterback who starts making 40 million a year. Well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this question. Who would you rather have as your starting quarterback right now, Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones? Baker Mayfield. Okay, so Daniel Jones is a $40 million quarterback. And everybody acknowledges that was a massive mistake and they shouldn't have done that. And <laughs> therefore, people will not repeat that mistake. Um, I know, but Daniel Jones has never been – a player i mean bigger mayfield he's a prolific passer he's not no, but we we all three of us compared daniel jones to like dak we're like we called the giants cowards for giving him that contract for correct. not doing the right thing and moving correct. on correct you don't think you so let me ask you guys a question then make a prediction what happens to baker mayfield he signs a what decent deal what happens to mike evans is more important what happens to chris godwin is more important what happens to the talent that they have on that team is more important to me than what Baker Mayfield brings to that team. Because mm -hmm. Tom Brady uh, goes there, wins a Super Bowl with those exact same guys because mm -hmm. those guys are very good at their job. They just play in Tampa Bay and they don't get the respect that other players do across the country. Mike Evans has never been not a thousand yard receiver in his right. like, 10 years in the NFL. Like those are two 1,000 yard receivers. And that's the quietest duel in the NFL. That gets a thousand yards almost every year together. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have real talent. Yeah, they don't have like a Rob Gronkowski tight end anymore. Rashad White's a very good running back. That offensive mm -hmm. line is very good. That defense is solid. It's always been and they solid. Blitz. And they blitzed. Yeah. I just think that Baker Mayfield went into a situation where it just worked out great for him. He excelled in the in that situation. One hundred percent for that. Yeah, one hundred percent. When you look at his stat line, you're like, oh, that's kind of surprising. When you look at it, it's pretty surprising. You're like, whoa, 4,000 yards, only 10 interceptions, almost 30 touchdowns. Like, that's really good. Mm -hmm. But I think that if Tampa Bay can lock down Mike Evans, I believe he's a free agent this offseason. If they can lock down Chris Godwin, then you can worry about – not worry about, but then you can figure out what you got left for Baker Mayfield. I don't think Baker Mayfield is priority in Tampa. All right, what happens? What, what happens to Baker Mayfield? I, here's what my prediction. My prediction is, number one, I, I, think he become, I think he goes back to Tampa. I think that he has solidified himself as their quarterback. I think they got an incredible bargain this year. And I think Baker Mayfield gets starting quarterback money and a starting quarterback contract. I'm not talking about a five-year, $250 million guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson got. That's a huge mistake. 
but I would say 25 to 35 is the range. I would say, well, I mean, if, if we actually looked up what it is, like what is the average starting NFL quarterback salary, whatever that number is, he's going to get more than that. He's not going to get Patrick Mahomes money. He's not going to get upper echelon top three, four, five quarterback money, but he's going to get, I believe a four or five year starting quarterback kind of contract. So if a four year getting, I could see him getting kind of a Kirk Cousins deal, like a three-year all guaranteed, kind of guaranteed with options to get out of it kind of deal. I could see that. I could see him getting like thirty so, million a year for three years with options to get out of it. While the top quarterbacks can make twenty-five to thirty million per year, this is on average. The average salary for all quarterbacks all put together is five and a half. Yeah, well, that's but you got it. Then you got backups and you got third stringers and you got practice. Yeah, that's what I'm so, okay, do this. Last year, Lamar Jackson was the big name, right? Yes. Okay. He's not going to get Lamar Jackson money. No. God, no. But what did Lamar Jackson? What kind of, I don't remember exactly what his number was, but it was 200 plus I think, million dollars. I think it was 178 guaranteed. And I think it was two, two something after the pluses and minuses of, you know, what they put in a contract. I could, see, ba- I could see Baker Mayfield getting a four year, you know, uh, hundred and fifty million dollar with you know eighty million, million guarantee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I can uh, see that. No, nope. here's what here's what he's give me a get. comp. Give me a comp. Yeah, I'm. I got the perfect comp for you. Yeah, because he me. is he is this guy. Prove it to me again. Yeah, the same way the Seahawks gave it to Geno Smith. Okay. Oh, that's perfect. Give me give me the numbers. Three years worth up to seventy five million, forty that's million perfect. guarantee. Okay, let me That's give you another perfect. comp. Tell me, give me, give me, give you another comp, and then you tell me what the numbers look like. I'll give you the name. How about Derek Carr in New Orleans? No. What did, what did Derek Carr get in New Orleans? He gets paid a lot, I believe. Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm just, but let me ask you a question right now. Right yeah, now. that's that's where I'm looking at the Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Geno Smith money, no, 25 no, 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 Kirk, to 35. Not Kirk. Kirk Cousins doesn't money. get paid as much as you think he does. Like Kirk is about 32 million a year, 30 something. It's just all guaranteed for him. That's a lot. Yeah, but tell me Derek Carr, because Derek Carr left the Raiders. Yeah. He was an available four, free agent. For 150. For, okay, four for 150. So so to me. No. If I, That's well, like 35. Well, what I'm saying is, is who would you rather have, Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Oh, not me. Not me. Derek Carr, A, doesn't stay healthy, and B, doesn't win. So I, I'd rather take Baker Mayfield and say, look, let's build on this success. If, if Derek Carr is a four-year 150 guy, and I can get Baker Mayfield the following year as a four-year 160 guy. That's the contract. See, the reason why I would take Derek Carr because I know the character that I'm getting. I know that Derek Carr is going to work in my locker room wherever I take him. And I know if I put the right people around Derek Carr, he will be successful. Now, you're talking about a guy who we saw for the Raiders being a dysfunctional organization with moving pieces and parts and an owner who's eccentric to be polite and still make the, make the team be functional. Like, we forget a lot of the stuff that Derek Carr went through as the quarterback of the Raiders. Now, if you'd have put that same pressure and situation on Baker Mayfield, it would have been – I, I think the, it would have crumbled. I think right, Derek Carr I'm, kept that together, and that's worth something to me. In my opinion, yeah. that's worth something to me. But I'm saying to you that now Baker Mayfield is a different guy. And I'm, I'm not around him. I don't know. This is a fact. I'm just giving you an opinion that – to me, when you go from the highs of being a number one pick, when you go from the mm-hmm. highs of being a starter, when you go from you know being on every TV commercial to the lows of 
man, I'm just struggling to find a job. And then, by the way, in the middle of the season, these guys cut me and they're terrible. And then I got to go and I got to resurrect my career in pretty much like a game with the Rams. Mm -hmm. And then I got it. I'm willing to sign a one year. I think there I think um, Baker Mayfield's on a one year, $10 million contract right now. So you're getting like like backup money to be a starter and you have you you've earned it. You know, th this was your year. This was your contract. So, year. When you really look at the numbers, is this is just for 2023. Yeah, tell um, me. It, and we're talking about guys not on rookie contracts. This mm -hmm. is quarterbacks outside of their rookie contract. And Jimmy Garoppolo is the lowest paid guy with the contract at 24, averages to $24.2 million. Okay. Geno Smith is at 25. Mm -hmm. Ryan Tannehill's at 29 and a half. Jared Goff's at 33 and Kirk Cousins at 35. That's mm. the bottom five guys right there. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking mm -hmm. about what Scott's saying, those numbers might sound ridiculous, but when you put in time in the NFL and when you've shown that you can be a competent quarterback, that's kind of what you get. You get right. about are 30 you, million bucks. Are you giving him more yeah. than Jared? Are you giving him the Jared Goff contract? Not, I wouldn't say more than Jared that's Goff, but remember Jared Goff signed that contract many years ago. That's not new. That's the contract he signed with the Rams. So when right. Jared Goff's contract is up, he's now a $50 million a year quarterback. If you see here's and this is why we pound it and continue to pound the Giants. Once you do that, the things that made him successful, a portion of those things are going to go away because now you can't sign this guy. You can't sign yeah. this guy. So mm -hmm. if if you're the if you're the Bucks and you give him a lot of money, what does that mean for Mike Evans? What does that mean for Chris Chris Godwin? To what does that, that number mean for somebody on the offensive line? To me, the number doesn't matter. It's the years that matters. How how long are you locked into this thing that matters to me? Like, because quarterbacks get paid. That just is what it is. How old is and, Baker and Mayfield? What is he? 27? 29. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just, yeah. it is what it is. Like, yeah. the number, the reason I was upset with the Daniel Jones crunch is because there's the guaranteed money, the years that they gave him. That's just too much. It's just too much for him. The Geno Smith contract, it, it's not a lot, but it's also like. I thought it was, that was perfect, though. I thought that was perfect. I just didn't, it, 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 it yeah, either way. Lane. You got you got the. I think that you just the Seahawks last year milked out the best of Geno Smith. The Bucks Correct. this year milked out the best of Baker Mayfield. Correct. It ain't gonna get better. That's what you get. Correct. That's as good as it gets right there. Well, Geno and if you Smith didn't run into the and if you didn't run into the right opponent, they'd have been the first round out. It well, just so happens you ran into the right opponent. Yeah, speaking of the right opponent, let's let's go to the Philadelphia side here for a second because Philadelphia is a disaster. And and you know the, there were there were there was talk pre playoffs about how if Nick Sirianni doesn't get past the first round, that their ownership is going to lose their patience. And it's like, bro, he was in the Super Bowl a year ago, but mm -hmm. something, and I don't know what it is because I'm not watching the Eagles close enough every week. But I've I've heard enough people who do explain something just seems wrong with the chemistry of the team. And the relationships between the players and the coaches, et cetera. Um, let's take a look at some of uh, of what happened last night in terms of like the post game pressers. What do you want to show us here, Alex? Let's let's take a look and a listen. What do you what do you got? Yeah. Well, Nick Sirianni asked about his future. But are you concerned at all about your future? Like I just said, to you know, like I just said over here, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the guys. Um, Again, there's a lot of guys in that locker room, all the guys in that locker room, every single one of them that put their heart and soul into this. Um, I'm not worried about me. I'm not, I'm worried, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm, you know, as the head coach, uh, I'm just trying to be there for our guys and our staff right now. It's a, he's a, he's perfect for Philly, by the way. And, and what I mean by this is when everything's going right, when everything is going right, he's a douche. He's yeah, so cocky. Man. He's so brash. He talks trash. 
when everything's going bad, he turtles. He becomes <laughs> this like Art. this guy. Philly last year, we're like, there's never been a better coach in Philly than Nick Sirianni. He is Philly. He is Philly. That's all you read about is how so how he meshes with the city and the vibe of the Eagles and the and Philly and Sirianni. This year, he got a bucket of popcorn thrown on him last night as he was walking off that field. Because <laughs> that's Philly. And yeah. that's what Philly right. deserves. Yeah. Philly okay. deserves Philly, the city of Philadelphia. And I say this sitting very far away. They don't deserve a consistent winner. They don't deserve a consistent one. They turn their backs on their teams as fast as they possibly can, man. That team was in the Super Bowl last year. That team was unexpectedly good for a few years in a row. And all Correct. I heard about this offseason is, whoa, we got this best, the best defensive front seven in the in the history of football. We're the Georgia Bulldogs of the NFL. We got all these yep. guys from Georgia. We got these incredible D linemen, great linebackers. Man, I could throw 300 yards against that secondary. What yep. happened to that team? And Philly so it, turned their back so fast. Philly, and this is what they do to every team. And they deserve this to happen to them every year. And don't be forget good one don't year, forget, be trashed the next. Don't forget, they ran out Doug Peterson. Like, let's yeah. not like he didn't win the Super Bowl. Doug Peterson did. And they ran him out of town because for whatever reason, he didn't get to say he wanted. It's like, well, we could do on without you. So then they go get this guy. Now they're ready to run him out too. So mm -hmm. if now you need to be looking at that organization as if, who do you think you are? So you guys are running out of guys. You guys are running people out of town who get you to the Super Bowl. Well, there are other teams like the Vikings, like the Bears, who will love to sniff the Super Bowl. You've been in it two times, I think, in the last six years, and you're ready to fire both the coaches that took you there yeah. with different quarterbacks. That's on ownership, man. That That's on ownership. That That's what we were talking about earlier, though. You know, the Steelers, they they take pride in consistency. Maybe, hand. maybe they've gone too long, you know? This is why I said yesterday, and I know I'm on, I'm on an island by myself on this one, too. If I'm the Cowboys, I don't fire Mike McCarthy because Dak Prescott only has one year left of his contract. You've been 12 and five for three straight years. Run it back, see if you can get over the hump. And then when your quarterback's contract is over, that's when you make a big move. Because one, don't, a coach is not changing Dak Prescott. Well, that's true. That's true. But if you don't get over the hump, now all these candidates that are available, which this might be, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a historian in this particular department, but. Is this the greatest coaching hot, uh, availability we've ever seen? I don't know if it is because there's no I don't way. Know. There's no way it's not just because of the resume that Bill Belichick because of Belichick's Carol. numbers. But, right, but he's right. also it's seventy-one years old. He's also yeah. seventy-one. Oh, right, and I think that. that's that's what's so fascinating about the, this offseason, in particular, is because of who's available. Not because teams should do it. It's just because who's available. Hey, can you uh, can you give us what Jalen Hurts had to say after that game? Yeah. I didn't know he was going anywhere. I don't. I didn't. I didn't know that. Nah. I have everybody. I have a ton of confidence in um in everyone in this building. Um, it's just a matter of us going out there and playing clean football, and that's been something that we have not done. And now they got to go out and do it without. Uh, Jason Kelsey, who is going to retire. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that 13 year career. And um, I would think if I'm Jason Kelsey, podcaster the reason now. I'm retiring is because, oh, yeah. you know, I'm podcaster now. Well, that podcaster, yes. But also, you got to figure Jason Kelsey 
is like primed and ready for one of these kind of network type jobs. Not so much because he's so famous or he's so handsome or he's such a great talker. It's he's a Super Bowl champion who brings a lot of cred with that podcast. That's sure. why, you know, a, a guy like Shannon Sharp is more valuable now than ever before, not because of his playing career. And not only because of his appearances on first take, it's the podcast that he brings with him. I mean, if you Sorry. could put Joe Thomas and no offense at all to these guys, Joe Thomas and Andrew Whitworth, like nameless linemen, basically. Yeah. And then you can throw in tra uh, Jason Kelsey instead, yeah. like kind of makes sense, dude. Right. Uh, sir, sir, can we please, sir, can you, you, you're in this business, Mr. Journalist with a capital J. Mm -hmm. How big can these desks get? Well, big they just replaced, no, no, but but Brown, they just replaced CB, guys. CBS is going about to flush out a bunch right. of old dudes. Oh, right. CBS like is Bill Sims. Like Bill Sims. Yeah. Even the host, James Brown. Right. Like no, nobody on that desk in CBS has a contract except Burleson. Like Nate Burleson. Yeah. He's like and the so only one. You get you get. And he more works on CBS Morning Show. Yeah, you get more contemporary, nowhere. and 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 be, but it's like how many followers do they have on Twitter? Well, that can help us. Well, how many how many listeners do they have of their podcast? Well, that will help us. Right. So I think Jason Kelly. Amazon desk as well. Like, like I just think that there are guys on that show. Like, like I don't think Richard Sherman brings what they originally thought he was going to bring. I don't wow. think. Like, I just, I Tony Gonzalez is just he's been Lame. around for a long time. Yeah, but, but like, because he's just there. Right. He's just there, man. I mean, but Magic has a look. He's got an act. You know what I mean? Good energy you know, to him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me do this before we before we uh, keep going here. Can we get to a highlight of the day? Can we do that today? Yeah. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. All right, highlight of the day is brought to you by Tori and California Holistics where the promo code is BETTERBUD for the month of, or for the first part of the 2024. Uh, better Bud, spend a minimum of $75, get 20% off your purchase at Tori and California Holistics. And today is Tuesday. Yeah. So it's Take Care of Yourself Tuesday. Mm. Take Care of Yourself Tuesday. Dr. May, 25% off. Fuss and Friends, which I use for my dog, Fuss and Friends, 25% off. Dr. May, and, I use that uh, that CBD rub on my mm -hmm. back, dude. Mm -hmm. And BOGO, Emerald Bay BOGO, 50% off as well today at Tory exactly. California Six. What's Take Care of Yourself Tuesday. Mm -hmm. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Uh you know, my the hits keep coming for me. Uh, I just thought we were going to go on a bit of a losing streak and we could see Darvin Ham fired, but then the Lakers just they, he does enough to keep his job. You know, you beat the Clippers twice this year, you beat the Thunder twice this year. It's like you beat the good teams and then you go out and you lose to the bad teams. So the Lakers last night, I'll give it to them. Highlight of the day, they beat the Thunder. How about that? Come on, man. Get... That's it. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, you a Laker fan, bro. What you mean? What I look at the bigger picture. One lot, one win to to put us in the ten seed. Oh, I'm looking at the big picture here, dude. What are they? I want to win twenty? What are they? What are they? Twenty and twenty one. Twenty and twenty one. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, they had the exact same record last right. year going and in. Un, when and uncensored, I'm a, and, and uncensored, I'm gonna tell y'all the truth about what the Lakers are doing. Okay, I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. So let me guess. I'll take a wild guess here. It's gonna involve something with LeBron and blaming it on LeBron. Get wild there. Get wild. Get wild as you can get. 
Uh, I got to tell you guys something. Um, I also have something I'd like to talk about during uh, during Uncensored, or maybe I'll, I'll put it into the halftime exclusive for Cox. Nonetheless, hey, if you're a radio listener and you're on 1090 right now, stay with us. We got plenty more to get to from all the playoff action. If you are a podcast viewer or listener, let's all go get Uncensored right now. All right, this is it. Time to get uncensored all up in this biatch. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Brown? Okay. What's up? Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, what? Didn't Browner have a Lakers rant to get to? Let's let's get to this. Let's, let's Let me explain to y'all what the Lakers are about to do. Because you saw this movie last year, and this is the sequel to the movie. This is the part of the season where they start beating teams that are high ranked up in the standings because they need to know at any given point they can beat these teams. What you saw last night was a LeBron masterclass. LeBron and AD took it to the Thunder because they don't have anybody to guard either of those two dudes. So if you find yourself at the, the seven seed and the Thunder are the second seed, you know you can beat them because they have no one to guard LeBron and they have no one to guard AD. The same thing will happen if they end up playing Minnesota. What the Lakers have been doing is they swim at the bottom of the water because they know at any time they've got the whale who can come up and eat the little fish, okay? And one through four, unless it's Denver, those are little fish, okay? Those are so wait, little fish. I, you're, I you're... don't think the Clippers – I don't think the Lakers for the Clippers either, by the way, even though I think the Clippers are better. Your question. Wait, so, so what are you saying? I'm, I'm not – you're saying that when they when they play a team that's better than them in the standings, but they're really not one of the true, really like real championship contenders, they can put it together for a game. Is that what you're saying? Like a real, like a real threat. Like the Thunder are a real threat to be competitive. And so when they when the Lakers see them on the schedule, they go, okay, let's play for real against them. See how see where this gets us. Win. When they play Memphis, who I don't even know who's on the team now for Memphis, they get blown out. Because they're not interested in that. It ain't time yet. It's, I think the Lakers are 20, what are they, 20, 20 21? 21? Yeah. Yeah. So now watch them start beating teams high in the standings. Watch LeBron and AD start having these games like they had last night where they do everything and then they win. Watch. I'm telling you, I'm forecasting this for you. They'll get in at six between six and seven, and whoever they play, unless it's the Nuggets, they'll beat them in the first round easily. Easily. Mm. I know I saw uh, Dave McMiniman, the uh, Lakers reporter from ESPN. says won't come on the show anymore? No, come on. Well, I mean, what did did you say something to him a couple of years ago? No, don't do that to me. Well, who said one, something I, got to him, him. I got him on the show. I got right. him to come on the show. And then no, Bert said something to there him. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, me and McMiniman are cool now. We're good. We're good. All right. He said he had a uh, quote, <laughs> a tweet yesterday. He said it took 41 games, but the Lakers are now back to playing their 2023 playoff starting lineup. Uh, LeBron, AD, Jared Vanderbilt, Reeves, and D'Angelo Russell. And they didn't even do that. They yeah. started Prince over Vanderbilt. So hmm. I would like to see that's them good start, coach. I'd like to see them start like the five guys that were like part of the team before they added all these guys to the team. It's almost LeBron, like AD, Rui, Reeves, and D'Angelo. It's almost like there's like a good product in this roster, and yet they can't squeeze it out. I wonder why. Well, I'll give you one reason. I'll give you one reason. I know you're going to blame the coach. I'll give you a reason. D'Angelo Russell, did you guys happen to hear his podcast last week? He got a podcast? Yeah. From freaking, okay, 
props to that podcast a for getting him for using the interview and b for not telling anyone that it was like the day after the in-season tournament like they recorded Uh, like the day after the in-season tournament yeah i'm not sure if we're talking about the exact same thing i'm really not but um was he eating grapes during the podcast i don't i only heard the audio i didn't see the video Mm. But he, um, his whole thing about here's who I am as a player and here's how you, you know you utilize somebody like me and I need a pick and roll guy and I need a this guy and the ball should be in my hands and the other two guys don't even really matter. And I was like, oh, bro, bro man, you must not know you're on LeBron's team because that, that shit ain't happening. Hey, here's a, here's a better explanation for him. Hey, bro, you must not know you're in a fucking NBA. You're not the best. You're not him. You're not him to be out here demanding that. Now, you may feel like, that's the best way to get the most out of you. Go do it in China. Go do it for the <laughs> go do it for the thirty sixers, bro. You will be the man. You the franchise player, but ain't not a single solitary NBA team. Maybe the Wizards. I take it back. On the Wizards, you can be the guy that does the high pick and roll, and you can have two shooters on both sides, and the pick and roll guy. You can work off that, and you can win off of penetration and kicks. Outside of that, bro, ain't no team letting you be the guy. Stop mm. it. That's delusional. <laughs> That's delusional, young man. You've been in the league too long. You on the Golden State Warriors. Why they didn't do that with you? Because Steph Curry, we ever do it with Steph Curry. Why they didn't do it with you? Yeah, you yeah. The world, they, they yeah. didn't do why? it with you. Yeah, why, why? did they do it with you? Yeah, Could why? Your players on the team. Come on, young someone man. that's been watching every game since Christmas. I'd tell you, he's very important to this team, though. When D'Angelo Russell plays well, the Lakers tend to win. Uh, except Last the season. other night when they lost to Utah, and he scored like yeah, but that didn't points. count because nobody right. played that game. Oh, oh now it doesn't play. count. Everybody LeBron was resting. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy that matters, right? The only guy that matters on this team, LeBron. Yeah. Right. So, so when he plays and the ball's not in his hands, and he's watching D'Angelo Russell dribble, how long mm-hmm. is LeBron going to sit and watch that show from, the, from on the court? Well, is it one of those games that LeBron wants his other teammates to do it because he does that all the time too? It's a great question. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm fucking old today. Uh, you guys can fucking handle what, it. Right. What happened last night at this game? I showed you guys. I sent you guys a video. Something happened last night. LeBron's sitting on the bench at the game, oh, and it seemed like some fan. Okay, here's LeBron. He's putting on his shirt. He's gonna stay warm. And this dude comes walking up to him, like, "Yo, who is that? Who is that guy?" Listen to me. You are somebody's fucking fired for this. Dude, look, look at, at all the like, security people. Fuck? Right. But like, but they're too late. They're too yeah. the Lakers have too many goddamn coaches on their staff and too many goddamn security that close to the court for somebody to walk up to LeBron and physically put his hands on him. Show, show, Lucky show this guy was like a, a, a fan fan. He yeah, wants some yeah. like crazy guy with a knife yeah. or some shit. Right. He, like, he, like he, look at this. What? Yeah. He do get away from me, man. He looks like uh, he looks like what's the name of the guy? Uh, we the best music. He looks like uh, DJ Khaled. Khaled. DJ Khaled. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Ran on the right, we got a question. Another one. Soccer all, happens in soccer all the time. Still, this game. ain't that, brother. This Dude, that's that. LeBron. That Dude, you're a lot close. First of all, that you're feels too way close. Too big. First of all, you're too close to players in basketball games. You're way too. That's close. true. You're way too close. Like there shouldn't be seats that I could pay for where I'm sitting where my thighs are touching LeBron's. That shouldn't happen. Right. I can smell his breath. Yeah, gross. Yeah. All right, listen, we got to go. We're back LA tomorrow. Cap's got to go. LA Cap oh, got to go. Oh, time for What's LA in. Yeah. You got to yeah. start capping. You got his uh, somebody. You got his uh, crime app going. There's some some tape you got to go on. <laughs> uh, no, I got to go. You know where I'm going right now? I'm going Yamava? I got to go. No, I got to go to SoFi. Oh. To uh go visit with our friend, you guys know Dave Meltzer. Oh yeah. Shout I'm going to I'm going to visit with Dave Meltzer right now. So, you gotta, uh, you tell him tell him to get us into some parties in Vegas. 
Hey, by the way, I can't help but think, you know, I, I'm having this, uh, I don't know what it is. There's something in Chick-fil-A food that I've Pesticide. had it, I've had it twice in like the last two weeks. And there's something in it that just keeps in my brain, keeps saying, get more, get more. I got to stop. What I don't, you know what, what is that it? Is. What is it? You know what that is. They put Tell that thing in there. What thing? Mm-hmm. They put that thing in there, keep you coming back. They put that mm-hmm. thing in there? They put that the thing up dust. in there. But what about man. the thing before I, before I had the thing? Listen, man, they put that thing in there, bro. If you if you mm-hmm. go in there, if you eat enough of it, you can't get rid of it. They put that thing mm-hmm. in there, bro. You better be careful. I got to Be careful. I got to stop. Be careful. All right. All right. Listen, they, they, they put a piece of chicken out for Chick-fil-A for like six months. It didn't deteriorate one bit. Come on. For reals? You're talking about McDonald's. No, no, no. See? That's what people keep telling me. No. This is a specifically done for the Chick-fil-A chicken, bro. All right. Let's go talk ahead. about that tomorrow. If it's happening, we'll show, talk. Show it to me tomorrow so that I know. I, I got to right. stay. All right. All right. Listen, we got to go. LA Cap got to do some LA Cap shit. And then tomorrow, SD Cap will be back down in SD. Peace out. No mold. No mold.